Hello, everybody, and welcome to Sonic Talk, episode 511. Today, uh, recording today, November the 11th. No, November the 2nd. First. Good grief. I'll get it right one day, because last night was Halloween, which is October the 31st, isn't it? So we did have a whole bunch of uh, kids show up. Although we've got to put, a, we, we just, as you know, we were away last week. We forgot to put a, a pumpkin out. So we only got a couple of brave souls sort of attempting to, to chance it, um, but they were very sweet and it was very lovely. And in fact, while we were in France, we had a French Halloween experience, which is uh, very weird when you're in a cottage in the middle of nowhere. It's absolutely bloody terrifying, I can tell you. Uh, anyway, uh, today, before I get ram- too rambly, today, uh, this is Sonic Talk, the music technology podcast where we talk about synthesizers, software, drum machines, all kinds of stuff to do with the creation and the technology and the industry around the music uh, technology business, uh, the music business even. And I want to say welcome to all our friends in the chat room. Uh, That's in the YouTube chat room. And also in uh, the IRC chat room, which uh, if you prefer that way, you can go that way. That's at sonicstate.com forward slash live. You should be able to see the coordinates there and the YouTube. If you subscribe to YouTube, uh, you'll be notified when we go live. So that means that you won't have to kind of go, oh, damn, I missed the live show. I really wanted to see that. So that's a good reason to, to, to subscribe, even though I have to say this arrived just last week. We have our uh, 100,000 subscriptions play button. And uh, yes, it is. It's smaller than I expected, but I thought this would be kind of a piece of plastic. But it's actually the button bit in the middle is made of metal. It's quite hefty, and it says Sonic State. Congratulations on uh, hundred thousand subscribers. And that is, in fact, uh, I think whether that happened, that must have happened in May. So it takes them a little while to print them. I think they forged them in some kind of mine with kind of uh, mythical creatures. Uh, the tears of um, I don't know YouTube elves or something like that. I, and that's the only thing I can assume. Either that or they're really not that special and they have to make so many of them that there's a huge backlog. I prefer the former, uh, but the latter is probably true. Anyway, welcome everybody to Sonic Talk Podcast. Uh, let's say hello to everybody. Let's start with Mr. Dave Spears from G4 Software. We haven't seen Dave for a long time. Dave, of course, makers of fine software instrument. Uh, in fact, uh, you get to plug... What was, You did a, a, a Tron expansion pack, didn't you, recently? You can plug that again. Was that the Tron expansion pack? Oh no, chamber? we did. Uh, yeah, we did the Chambertron, which is a rack extension for rack extension, rack extension stuff. But at the minute, I'm reliably informed that as of a couple of days ago, uh, there's a bundle deal on of the rack extension stuff over at Reason. So yes, so that's what I'm going to pimp today. Excellent, and of course, Reason Ten came out. Uh, I think week before last or last week, but. Uh, None of us are. We might have talked about it. I can't remember now. But uh, we're not, none of us are really reason users, so it always feels a little bit um, difficult talking with any authority about it. I thought it's great they made it to ten, and all of these things are, are fabulous. So that's awesome. Anyway, Dave, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, we'll come back okay. to you shortly. We've also got Mr. Richard Hilton from Hiltonius.com, a keyboard player with Chic, where he's been pounding the circuit in uh, Europe. Uh, in fact, I don't know if you saw the they TV special. They did a whole bunch of stuff and some live gigs as well. Just, In fact, you flew back into uh, uh, to JFK la- last night. So uh, thank you very much for joining us. Rich, how are you? I'm well, thank you. Always a pleasure. And uh, we had fun. We worked hard and we had fun. Excellent. I'm good. And you're well. fly- are you also wearing the Sonic State uh, T-shirt, which I'm very, uh, very pleased to see. And uh, I'm holding the set, the mug of the same logo. Look at that. And we're at opposing corners. There must be something, 
uh, symbiotic or something about that. But Rich, thank you very much for having us. Uh, how many gigs did you do while you're out there? Were you kind of doing? Was it a blockbuster job or was it uh, just one or two? It was three shows and three consecutive nights and three consecutive cities, followed by two full days of video and television work. Wow. Wow. Okay. It was one day is, in between all of that. Was that, because a lot of the time you're hanging around waiting for stuff to happen, or were you sort of straight in, in I, I don't know whether you, did you, was that, was that performance stuff or was it interview stuff? Well, on the Saturday, there was a live recording directly to vinyl at some mastering studio in New York from, from a studio in London. Wow. Uh, and that was four songs that took about four or five hours to do. And uh, video was also shot of all of that. And uh, then in the evening, there was a concert for uh, some sort of highly paid guests. And, um, <laughs> okay. and uh, but the whole day ended up being like 11 or 12 hours, most of which was playing music. And it was exhausting. Wow. Was that is great. How are your fingers? How are your fingers? Oh, my hands are fine. It's not it's never going to be my hands that, that are given up in this body but anyway <laughs> but uh and then sunday i got to visit with my old friend adrian lee i don't know if you know him but he's great he played in mike and the mechanics and he's done a lot of work and he's from your neck of the woods in general all ah, right okay and then monday we did uh the bbc in the morning we played two songs live on a radio show and then in the evening we played a full concert on tv and for i saw that i saw it oh, cool on telly i was just about to go to bed and i went Hang on, let's give this 10 minutes on the red button. And I got the bit where he took about half an hour to introduce the band. <laughs> <laughs> well, we actually jammed in the middle of it on Ralph's yeah, introduction. Yeah, yeah. Niall loves Ralph's Biggie Smalls imitation and actually yeah. asked him to do it. And uh, Ralph. <laughs> Brilliant does all kinds of voices and imitations. He is one of the funniest human beings I've ever known. And to tour with him is such a blast because he just might get up and do the African tour guide or Martin Luther King at the airport, or there's just a thousand things that he does that are just hilarious. And, and it's so much fun having him on the road. Excellent. That sounds great. I, also, that, what you were talking about, so you live streamed from the UK to a vinyl cutting mastering place in new york that is so that's kind of that mixing and matches in your technologies and centuries right well the yeah in 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 a sense yeah absolutely and uh the mix was coming off of our front of house guy which is a beautiful thing because he knows the music and he knows what we do so it, it you know that all because he's got to perform too he's part of the performance and uh yeah and that was filmed there were cameras all over the place. Um, Excellent. I know it's really the been quite a year. I mean, if you really want to go to get into it, it's been an amazing year for this band. And I could never have believed that 40 year old music would be embraced on this level by so many who really, really love it and enjoy it. And to me, the privilege of getting to dispense it with those people is just yeah. massive. Nah, it must be a real blast. I, I, I'm envious, and I, I'm sorry I missed it, but I was still I was still flying. So uh, I wasn't flying. Oh. I was in Toulouse, I think, in the slightly grim weather. But uh, I was, in fact, what I was doing was walking around 
lots of different branches of the same cosmetic shop, Sephora, because my 14-year-old daughter is really into that shop, but she actually ended up buying nothing at all. But that's another story. She had a lovely day, and it was all fine. Anyway, Gaz Williams, also with us today. (laughs) Gaz Williams, bass player, producer, Mm. uh, about to launch your album, uh, The Lawn. um, And Mm. um, Friday. Yeah, how are you, Gaz? You well? I'm good. I just realised that this lower third is showing me that my beard is now too long, isn't it? Because it's sort of... You're encroached. I've got some headroom. Yeah, if you so, just... If uh... you, <laughs> is there some kind of beard beard clip? Or, what, or you yeah. have got about the same... You've got just about the right amount of headroom in your shot to get your whole beard in and still get the top of your head in, but you need to up your chair or tilt no, your... No, I love my chair... There you go. Uh, you're fine now. Okay. Now you're just wafting. Now you're just mm. cleaning the dust off the top of your lower third with your beard. <laughs> I was just thinking that this particular group today on the show, it's like it's like 2011 all over again, isn't it? It's sort of like I suppose it of, is. Yeah. So yeah. It's nice. <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, it was. <laughs> what's been floating my boat lately is ah, you got one of those. I have, and I gotta be honest. I mean, that's I don't the know expressively I mean, touche. Expressively touche. It's just, it's an object of, um, it's amazing. I mean, I think probably a lot of people have probably tried them or seen them now, but the amount of things you can use it for is is really, it's, you know, it's expressive as it's trying as it's obviously claiming to be but it's super versatile i think that's really its great strength i'm finding it is com- combined with the analog four the electron analog four is an absolutely terrific uh um combo actually because the, the analog four has got these macro knobs that you can assign each macro knob you can assign five parameters to oh wow so, so what i found have... is that yeah Yes, so each direction, and there's four directions on the touche, um, can affect f- five different parameters. But also the touche allows you to have two sets of um, MIDI uh, commands in each direction. So you can so you can map and, it. And you can set them the pl- positively and negatively and all of that stuff, yeah. Yeah, and so, so you can have 10 parameters in each direction that you can kind of adjust. And then, and I know that seems like quite like overkill, but when you when you put that across all four tracks and the effects tracks that's on the analog four, you know, so for instance, if you like um, maybe bring it to the right, it can, you know, sort of add some LFO, but it can also sort of increase the delay tracks feedback amount and... Um, you know, uh, and then you can have it affect all of the different four of the four different individual channels all at the same time. So, using it in a kind of multi-timbral way and having it affect everything—it's oh, outstanding. What it's done, I've got to be honest, it's kind of just refreshed my uh, relationship with the uh, the analog four. Actually, it's made me love the analog four in in ways that I hadn't actually done Careful before. What you say here. I've, only, <laughs> I've only got the Mark One, but no, but just in terms of like, oh, that's great. It makes it just so much more alive, you know, and you can because the thing is just ever so sensitive. Just the Did tiniest, you, you were, tiniest. Can I ask you a question? Because you, you were going to, what you were thinking about is a way to use it as a foot pedal, not somehow, you know, restricting yeah. the amount of stomp you could put on it so you couldn't break it. Did you, did you get, did yeah. you manage to get that to happen? Um, 
I've, 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 I've had a very, very little trial of it so far, and it's quite promising, actually. But So I'm getting a piece of wood made around it, which is slightly higher than the, uh, the, 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 the surface, so I can rest my foot on the wood, so no... You're not going to break it. I don't put any weight it. onto it at all. Um, but it's wide enough so the sort of the ball of my foot then can kind of touch. But I haven't done it very much. I did it as a proof of concept and it was really interesting. I thought I did it with just my socks on. And I think... <laughs> yeah, barefoot. I think, it's going to have to be barefoot, isn't it? I think you barefoot. you grip the but, side of it with your prehensile toes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but so, like, as you mentioned, we've got our album launch on Friday. We're playing in Bristol in the Cube Cinema. And... Um, and this uh, couple of tracks where I use the Analog 4 synthesizer, and I'm using it with the Touche, but I'm not using a keyboard now. I'm just using the little, it's just got one octave worth of buttons on the Analog 4, which are just, you know, just buttons, no velocity or anything. But just by playing them and having the Touche do all the sort of action is really interesting. It's, uh, it's, it's yeah, super cool. Like, as an example, it's just setting the oscillator depth. Uh, sorry, the oscillator level on the um, on the sort of the the forward. So you can just very smoothly bring sounds in, and then you know, and then apply sort of various kind of modulations to it. But just smoothing them in, uh, and in the context of playing with other musicians, you know, that sensitivity of being able to just to kind of creep it in and then and bring it back out again with really yeah, no, it's very musical amount isn't it? of. Well, okay. I, I got a yeah. delivery while I was away. I'd just like to show you what arrived. So uh, first uh, first, uh, first to show is I got the TR-08, uh, isn't it? And I have to say, it's, it feels very nice, this, actually. It kind of makes yeah. sense, this interface. I think when I saw it, I thought, yeah, actually, that does make a certain amount of sense. Mm. It is because, let's face it, the 808 is kind of far too... It, it doesn't need to be as big as it is, and that's kind of everything <laughs> there. So that works all right. And this is battery powered as well, but this has got that little flip case on it, so you can't see that. I also, in fact, I got the whole set. So I got the the D05. I haven't powered any of these up yet. So the D05 and also the, uh, if I just reach that, the uh, The 101. SHO1. So yeah, I I don't think I'm going to get around to reviewing all of them straight away because it always takes a little bit of while. And I need to get my magnifying glass out to be able to operate this one, obviously, because it's got those tiny little faders. Although the, the fader tops are bigger than the JP08, it's got the kind of classic uh, SH01 type, SH101 type knob they, fader tops. Roland should make like a Roland should make like a jerkin that you wear that you can clip the, <laughs> the you can clip the mold, sort of like, you know, like a sort of Roland sort of a beef jerkin. Uh, no, yeah, excellent. Like like but photographers wear, like photographers get. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah, an interesting yeah. idea. With all, yeah. Yeah, not about. I also got the. Uh, I've got a uh, uh, analog solutions fuse box here as well, which is next Ooh, on the bench nice. for actual review. It does sound very nice. The oscillators are nice. Uh, anyway, gosh, that's uh, that. That is one of the longest preambles I think we ever had. But that's just because we haven't seen each other for so long. Time. I was away last week, uh, obviously in France. Uh, the other thing I saw while I was in France when it mentioned the uh, uh, prehensile toes. I went to this place. Thing about France is this is another aside. I'm just diver- di- uh, uh, diverting again slightly. If you've ever been to France uh, uh, and you've been to like an adventure park or anything like that, they've got this really brilliant attitude to health and safety, which is it's up to you. 
you know, we've made this thing. If you want to use it, that's fine. You carry on. Just be sensible. Don't do anything stupid. And we went to this adventure park that would just absolutely in no way ever pass muster in the UK. You know, you wouldn't be allowed anywhere near half of the stuff on there. But it was really good fun and it was proper adventurous. And this time we went to um, this place called the Forest of Monkeys, which is near Padarak, this cave system. And literally, it's just this massive compound where they've got uh, like 150 uh, Barbary macaques who are uh, endangered. So they're breeding them and they return them in groups back to the, their uh, natural habitat. They study them, make sure they understand how they operate. And you just basically walk in and there are 150 monkeys sitting around. And it just says, right, don't go too close. Don't be aggressive. Take it easy. And you just they give you a load of popcorn. And you hold your hands out and these monkeys just sort of reach up and grab it. And we were... And, and again, we were there just going, there's no way in the world this would happen in the UK. They just wouldn't let you get anywhere near. They would be behind glass and you'd be looking at it. Be, and, and that was just another example. That, it's got nothing to do with music technology whatsoever. Um, but there was one, we were watching this pair of monkeys grooming. And uh, I had two teenage girls with them. And it was, very, it was, you know, it was kind of quite sweet. And I sort of felt uh, it's a bit intrusive, you know, because it looked like a very private matter. And obviously there's a human aspect to it. And then, and then they stopped. Suddenly, the guy just went, Oof, and then just started mating <laughs> with, the, with the female, <laughs> like right there in front of everybody. And it was kind of like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> anyway, um, so let's let's move on. I think we probably should. Did you see the news? This is Native Instruments gets 50, 50 million. I said fifty million euros. Uh, so, uh, and they, uh, which they're going to presumably use to kind of uh, increase. Well, they're, they're, so their global recruitment drive to hire the world's leading technology talent in Berlin, Los Angeles, London, and expects to announce more detailed plans in early 2018. 50 million euro investment for a music technology company. That is absolutely incredible. And I think uh, if they spend it right and, and it's handled right, because as we've seen before, sometimes when you get VC capital into cr- creative firms, things can go a bit wrong. But uh, hopefully this is going to be amazing. But I, I don't know. That is an astonishing... Imagine, imagine that. Um, D- Dave, I'll come to you. Imagine, what would you do with 50 million euros invested in your company? After, oh. you, after you bought the jet and, you know, the, the new car, a couple of cents yeah, maybe. Uh, you can't do any of those things, I'm afraid, when things like this happen. No, been very, we've, we've flirted with it in the past and... Although it was nothing like this, I think about seven pound fifty we might have been offered at one point. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a, it's a whole nother world of, st- it's a whole nother world of things, and yeah, it's a, it's a, I don't know, it's it's yeah, I've, I kind of wear two hats on this. Uh, the good hat is. It's amazing to have the, an infrastructure and the ability and the funds to do what you want to do. You know, from a developer's point of view, that's the kind of holy grail. And we've been asked a few times, but it has to be the perfect fit. On my slightly negative hat, the Bright Sparks experience taught me that it's a very precarious balancing act working, as you said, with VC companies, because this industry seems to be a kind of, you know, it's buoyant, but it's a finite size. And I remember years ago when it was like multimedia was the buzzword, you know, every, everybody would come up to you at NAM and go, so does it do multimedia? And we were like, well, what the hell is multimedia? You know, so you end up kind of going, yeah, yeah, it does everything. If and you, then out if you dance while you're media, playing. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, and it's really strange because out of that kind of madness, and and that's why uh, you know certain companies 
they want the money and they get picked up and they either fly or fall dramatically. And that, again, was interesting about when you sent me the link to the Dolby book, you know, the process. And and there's this kind of thing in venture capitalists is that when something gets to a certain size, I don't think that's particularly applicable with NI because they've already had previous They're already pretty massive, they? yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the, so they've been through this process before. But with smaller companies, when you want to make that, leap there is once the money people come in it's a whole nother world it's the corporate world which kind of scares you 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 end up having to hire a bunch of people that they want you to hire so you spend a third of it straight away on wages for insiders effectively i suppose i can tell you in the year 2000 a company we were involved with uh had seed funding and all of a sudden these people got introduced who really didn't know anything about any of the technology. And the CEO was on $13,333 a month, plus a guaranteed bonus of $13,333 a month. And there was a CTO and a CFO, and they were all on comparable money. And the cash burn just goes crazy, crazy. But that's taking it from seed funding to try and go for, you know, first or second round. So, yeah, it's a very, it's a very scary act and only the brave few i think can pull it off and if uh, uh, but frankly if anybody can do it it'll be ni yeah i know i think so gaz i mean aside from the congratulations for them is there anything you'd like to see them do with it if you had a Um, if you could send them a bulleted list of please can you (laughs) fix it for me to well yeah um Gosh, Ooh, interesting question. Uh, specifically with native instruments, um, I mean, I'd like to see them uh, hurry on and bring out machines <laughs> kind of uh, <laughs> audio functionality, uh, audio track functionality, but that's that's obviously just a small thing. I, I mean, I was looking into this and I was trying to work out what, what this was all about. And I think um, there's definitely a large part of the motivation for this i think is to do with like the dj market and things like beatport i think because that, that's been part of the, yeah they the, hired what are the ex-ceo of beatport i think yeah yes and and i think that they're looking at trying to expand the whole uh music technology for every you know sorry music creation for everybody kind of thing so i'm not sure if this is if this investment is particularly interesting to us who are more interested in the sort of professional side of things i'm wondering if it's going to be developing a lot more things like like what roly did with the sort of licensable technology yeah licensable technology and you know just um trying to really appeal to first time creators i mean i don't know this is all purely speculative um uh i mean i think it's very interesting native instruments have been around for what nearly 20 years perhaps now so 20 um, plus yeah right yeah so they you know within the music within the industry are probably a reasonably safe pair of hands to invest in i don't imagine they're going to be uh you know, I think they'll be around for a long time. So I think this is quite interesting. And I wonder, I mean, because like Native Instruments have, 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 have really sort of sharpened their what they make into those, you know, into essentially complete, into the complete control and machine. You know, they're the, that, oh no, sorry, and the tractor I meant as well. Um, so they've got these, these definite 
these definite sort of angles that they, that they work on. Um, but they don't, for instance, make any hardware instruments. So it would be interesting. I mean, obviously, uh, mm, something yeah. that immediately sort of jumped to my mind was um, whether they whether this would actually sort of give them sort of a bit more investment that they might want to try and take on Akai's standalone MPCs. You know, with, you know they've got the established sort of machine platform now but you know whether whether that is something that could be profitable i'm not sure i really don't think they would go that way but that would be an interesting development though you know and, and whether because they've got all these wonderful synthesizers all that stuff so whether they were to sort of mm. venture more into standalone hardware it's, now, an, that it's an interesting, interesting it's an interesting thought i don't know i i, I wonder what would happen if they said yeah what we're going to do with the 50 million is basically spend it on bug fixes and updates what do you reckon the chances of that (laughs) (laughs) well i had been thinking that they could had pretty much pushed this one a year uh complete upgrade with maybe five more sample libraries that they'd bought from somewhere and a synth or two and a couple more reactor thing tricks and Pretty much every year for the last, I don't know how many years, has been one of those. And they've sold very, very deeply into the market that would be interested in that. And they've managed to avoid selling the entire warehouse at $29 a plug-in like some other companies we know. That's true. So yeah. now they've they've sort of sort of I, I kind of envisioned them as having sort of plateaued in that world on some level, even though they're not, I'm sure they're doing quite well there. In order for them to solicit this level of uh financial input and in concert with what my two distinguished colleagues said, all of which slams the nails right on the head, um they're going to reach out. They're talking about changing the way the common man makes music. They're very almost explicitly stating that in that little three-paragraph blurb they sent out, or however many it was. It was short. And uh, I think, as Gaz said, that they're um, mostly going to be focusing now not on the market to which they have been addressing, but they're going to be focused on the world as their market how can we make music accessible to everybody and i would suspect that that was sort of the pitch that existed between them and these investors i'm completely speculating i don't know anybody who gave me this information but that's the way i see it it's interesting i mean it does that does ring alarm bells a little bit in terms of the sort of dumbing down aspect of it but in in fairness the other thing and i've been doing this recently because i've been putting a few little musical kind of doodars together and i have to say i I started to use battery again because i found the hard drive where i had a complete install on it from i don't know complete seven or something some time back and i have to say all of the sounds in battery are just absolutely brilliant you know that they are totally ready you know you put it out there you make a beat and it goes that sounds like or that could sound like a record with very little extra work it's that their quality control of their sonic output is very tightly focused and they are very the mixer sounds great yeah the mixer in in battery sounds fantastic everything you stick through that thing sounds amazing okay that's interesting i hadn't i hadn't hadn't tried that but yeah that's another point so yeah it'd be interesting to see i mean wish them all the well i I hope it doesn't end up with them being kind of forced into the fisher price kind of 
dumbed down stuff too much, because which they presumably will have to do a little bit of that, or are certainly trying to reach. Whenever I hear they're kind of making music available for everybody, I get that kind of I press a button and it sounds great kind of scare, which. That that line which says you don't have to be an expert to sound great. I just uh, no. Could we have some level of expert expertise, please? Just a little bit. That would be great. Anyway, that's not that's not particularly specifically music technology, but I thought I wanted to throw that one in there. What's the time? It's uh, probably time to. Uh, speaking of commerciality, let's uh, have a little mes- uh, message from our sponsor. Why not? This is the news, obviously, of uh, Ozone Eight, which came out recently. Ozone Eight and also Neutron Two. Really powerful stuff. We talked about it quite a lot a couple of shows back. Uh, Master Assistant allows you to kind of guide you through the mastering process to kind of start, give you a really kind of very uh, detailed starting point for maybe the type of music or the uh, final delivery platform. Also allows you to uh, uh, work with the tonal balance control, which allows you to kind of see roughly within which areas each frequency. This is the shot of it here. You know, which is a, an acceptable level of learning uh, of uh, frequency response, which just gives you something that's going to sound pretty damn good to begin with. And as we said, you know, uh, experience of this is the Ozone 8 sounds really damn good. And the Mastering Assistant has got an awful lot of machine learning and kind of database of other material for you to be able to deal with. Also, you can run uh, multiple tracks to compare A and B. It also allows you to control other instances of Ozone and Neutron in the same session to kind of tweak it from a master point to get to the uh, the final effect not very well said by me but honestly it's really astonishing technology well worth checking out if you want to try it out isotope.com forward slash ozone I will get you there there's three different flavours you've got the standard uh, the production and the uh, advanced which give you additional features which if you are specifically into mastering will probably be much more your bag so do, do do well check it out. It's a, actually a great piece of software, uh, even though my bumbling uh, voiceover perhaps didn't lead you to believe that. So um, we've also got a competition for them this week. You can win a copy of Ozone 8. In fact, um, last week, uh, let me see. I'm just looking for that. Uh, last week, we are, uh, it was the last show, in fact, we asked you to uh, take a look at, uh, to tweet the hashtag, what was it, Fix My Mix and Ozone 8. And we got a winner from that. And the winner is... And the winner is uh, a chap called... Now, if I can pronounce this, Chitonius Reflex. Uh, the Twitter handle is Chitonius, C-H-I-T-I-N-O-U-S, Reflex, one word. If you get in touch, you will have a copy of Ozone 8 uh, directly available on your account and you'll be able to use it uh, you know, as a... As a full thing, you've won. That's what I'm trying to say. God, I don't know what's happened to my words today. But we've also got uh, another competition this week. Uh, if you want to tweet the hashtag expertmastering as one word and the hashtag ozone8 uh, to at sonicstate and at isotope inc, then you will be entered the competition. That's the hashtag expertmastering as one word, the hashtag ozone8 at sonicstate and at isotope inc, and you will be entered uh, and the competition winner will be announced next week. Thank you very much, everybody. Yeah, got there in the end. Uh, right, so <laughs> all my windows are all mixed up. So let's see what's next. Oh, did you see this? This is an interesting one. This is a chap called it's Andrew out of Huang. Control. Hey, it's Andrew Huang. If you watch my videos, you probably know I'm a pretty big music nerd, but I've never really shown the degree to which that statement applies. That changes today because I want to share with you all about my journey with my modular synthesizer. 
I'm not going to play it all because um, he's a ve- he's he's got a million plus subscribers on YouTube, right? Uh, I'm not going to play it all. I think that entitles some of you. If you're playing the drinking game, you're allowed to take a drink now because that's one of the things I say regularly, along with fulsome chat room. Uh, so basically, <laughs> Andrew Hwang, he's got literally uh, over a million subscribers. This video alone has had 260,000. So he generally does sort of technology-based stuff. And he's just, you know, he's a your classic YouTuber generation, obviously doing really well out of it. And I really like the way that he kind of said, it's almost like, I've not told you this before, but I'm an alcoholic. You know, it's kind of, here's my... And so he goes through it and he does quite a decent job of explaining what's going on in the system and how it's all put together and what have you. And it's just such a massive audience. I mean, when you think a million... So it just struck me as a kind of like, wow, this really means that, you know, it's... I think a couple of shows ago I was saying, well, this, you know, Modular seems to be getting a research. Something like this is going to really make a difference. And I know, Dave, you haven't gone your Iraq, but I mean, just synthesis in general, presumably, is going to get a boost from this kind of exposure. I mean, because 250,000, 260,000 views of something, the most of these people are probably not going to be into synthesis or modular or anything. And now suddenly they're going to know about it. I mean, even if it's a 1% take up, that'll do, wouldn't it? What's that, 2,500 people might yeah, start investigating? Right. No, I think it's great. Anything that furthers the kind of musical cause. Um, and actually, I thought he was really enthusiastic. You know, he was an effervescent kind of guy. He's really enthusiastic. He's obviously uh, passionate about it, and I love all of that. However, I am going to put this into perspective. So my daughter is involved in the gaming world, and she brought some friends around, and my niece said recognised one of the girls that she brought around who has – she's called – LD Shadow Lady, this is pure fluke that I have this on my phone, and she has 3,457,000 views for show, uh, subscribers, sorry, 3,453,907 views. And I believe her and her partner are officially YouTube millionaires. And they were really pleasant, and uh, actually, I really liked them, I thought they were dead cool. I didn't know any of this when I was chatting to them. And then uh, my daughter said, oh, that's... And my niece was going, oh, I recognise her. She's LD Shadow Lady. And kind of got all... She's only like 14. Kind of got all nervous around her and stuff like this. So I went off and did some research. And when I saw that and various other videos that have got 10 million views... I put a rope over the tree in my garden and nearly went out. To- <laughs> yeah, see this? See this? Bloody worthless. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. It's astonishing, isn't it, when you think when you think when you think what kind of a niche we're in, but yeah. Uh, amazing i guess i mean you know it's it, it, this is all great stuff i mean and hopefully you know this sort of thing i, I i'm going to try and get in touch with him because he might well maybe he'll come on my show oh, <laughs> our show would, yeah. Yeah. he does kind of shout out to to div kid doesn't he ben uh in on the in the notes of that particular video and, oh my uh, god does he wow yeah. well, i didn't see that somebody. yeah so um and well some of the some of melodies we're not. Minor melodies, yeah. God damn. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, I'm thinking of doing a gaming channel, though. I've got to be honest, because I've been really. I can't believe. I can't believe it. Sort of. Uh, you know um, what the gamers get. So I'm thinking of doing it. Just sort of because maybe yeah, that's what you're, you're a, And you're a gamer yeah. as well, so that also. Helps, I am. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, 
Yeah, I might do. I'm gonna just. I'm, I'm absolutely rubbish at playing games, though, so I don't know that. Uh, I don't think that might that make it all the more fun. <laughs> yeah. Maybe just cursing and dropping wall, things. You know. <laughs> very, very good at that. Yes. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it is it is really good to see though with Andrew doing that video. I think it's uh, it's because I think a lot of people will be just going, "Ooh, that looks fun." And I think that's one thing about modular that does actually that is quite of appealing for people. You don't need to, you know, it's not like learning an instrument. It's not an impediment to being you know to playing with modular, is it? I mean, it's just more like. Um, uh, I mean, obviously, you can combine those. Things no, I'd say sure. modular is a, modular is more of an impediment to a learning an instrument rather than the other way around because you just get <laughs> sidetracked all the time. <laughs> yeah, very good point. Um, but I wonder, you know, I wonder if this will help sort of just sort of steer more people into this uh, world. And um, yeah, I mean, you, you know, the, he is brilliant. YouTuber though, isn't he? And he has got that yeah. way of just being able to be very engaging and sort of pulls you in and explains things very well. And uh, and I'm seeing a lot of people have so raised their game in the last uh, in the last few years in terms of just the content that they're making online. And uh, I saw some comments passing by in the chat room about how television is you know traditional television is really is kind of on the way out and um and i've been explaining this a little bit about you know when we went to synthfest for instance you know it was fantastic a lot of people coming up to to, to us to me and nick and sort of being really friendly and sort of, sort of excited to see us there and all that kind of thing and and just sort of how people just go in i just you know if i'm gonna watch stuff i'm only gonna watch stuff that i'm of you know things that i'm interested, interested yeah. in yeah yeah you know i suppose that's very of, true uh, yeah, and you know, so which is kind of pretty cool. But I mean, seeing the the quality that a lot of people's videos. I mean, notice uh, Bo is in the chat room. I think he's still in the chat room. But um, uh, of Bo Beats, um, I did a, a little interview with him last week. Uh, and Bo's video quality is that's, that's you know he's making really good content. And this just people just seem just to be getting just really excellent at making engaging yeah well it's a new language isn't it it is definitely a new yeah it's astonishing though rich i mean these are kind of like you know the sort of numbers that we would normally attribute to kind of superstar bands you know and that side of things and then there's probably quite a lot of big name bands that haven't got that many um, youtube subscribers yeah it's it's a completely different world i sympathize with all of my colleagues once again spot on comments on this subject all I can say is he seems like a nice guy. He's very enthusiastic. The music sounded pretty good, and he's obviously a musical person. That makes me like him, too. And uh, I got to thinking while I was watching the thing, and I don't know why it took me this many years to kind of come up with this, but uh, that modular is sort of the musical equivalent of sandcastles. At the end of the day, a big wave is going to come along, and that magnificent thing you just built is gone. And you enter it knowing that. But it's sort of an analogy that had never occurred to me until I watched him starting to pull his cables, and uh, it reminds me of a sandcastle. Yeah, no, that's a very good point. Maybe maybe that's why metaphor for the day. (laughs) (laughs) And I think I think a very valid metaphor. That's a good one. And I think you know, again, it would be it's great that there's this this level of exposure and the fact that I'm because I'm looking at a lot of his other videos, and they do tend to have a musical kind of. Uh, angle to them you know why is this song work why is this how did i do this uh why does this work so well Pro- productivity hacking, there's loads of them 
Sorry. And he sang, he was a- sorry, and he sang at the end of it. You know, there was parts of it I was thinking, well, yeah, this is a bit of a Euro rap masturbation episode. But, um, <laughs> and then at the end of it, there was actually a song. He created a song and he sang yeah. over it. And I was like, wow, actually, yeah. yeah. And that turned yeah. it for me, that turned everything yeah, on its yeah, head. Yeah. He was using it for that purpose. Hey. I don't think enough people do. Excellent. Well, it seems like everybody is trying to get um, everybody into making music in a more simple way, in a more straightforward way. Uh, um, I'm going to p- quickly do a plug of, uh, of our, our uh, access of this too. It's Max for Live Synth. This is Wave Junction, uh, which uh, is a great sounding synth, actually. I've got some stuff that uh, I've been noodling with, and I can get some getting some really nice sounds out of it. Uh, two oscillators, multi-wave types. Uh, we've also got three filters, uh, multi-mode filters, uh, all sorts of different filter types. There's uh, five LFOs, five ADSRs, and a 12-slot modulation matrix, plus various panning and all sorts of other options. You can get some great sounds out of this thing. You can buy it from us direct. It's something that we sell. Uh, you can get a 10% discount code if you use the code WJTalk17 and you go to bit.ly slash wavejunction then you'll get your 10% off and don't forget you could download the free mono junction which is just a sort of single voice doesn't have exactly the same features but you know it's free uh, you need Ableton obviously and Max for Live too but uh, hey there you go you can go and get it yourself uh, and while you're at it go and get some uh, merch we've got plenty of that too there's lots of t-shirts and all sorts of things you can get all of those are available on the site so please do uh, uh, fill your boots Spend as much as you can afford, but don't do too crazy. Anyway, thank you very much. That was a, another very poorly delivered advert. I hope there aren't any more sponsors. <laughs> In fact, I was going to say what Native Instruments <laughs> need to do, spend some of that 50 million euros on advertising with us. But after that, I suspect that probably it will be a negative equity deal. Um, anyway, so, uh, let, yeah, this was something that I was interested in as well. Did you see this, the new Pioneer DJ uh S1000, which is a performance sample thing. You know, we saw the previous t- Torres, uh, uh, I forget the model. Now, this is your usual fare, but there's loads of producers and DJs in here, and it's not your usual marketing kind of, you know, it's your usual marketing vehicle, but they sound like they are really into it and really actually are getting what they need from it, which I thought was quite an unusual thing. I mean, the marketeer's dream. But this is the new uh, standalone. It links up with uh, DJ Pro Link. So you can tempo sync it to your other uh, Pioneer DJ gear. Uh, it's got a 16 step sequencer. Comes with a whole bunch of Loopmaster sounds in it that are in ROM. You can sample into it. You can playback stuff. You can pitch shift. It's On got effects. All of that stuff. DJs and all of these DJs were just, you know, actually being waxing very lyrical about it. On the fly. It's just such an incredible way of interacting with the with the moment, with the possibility of... I mean, the words they're saying sound really like they could have been written by a marketer, but the way they're saying them, they're actually, you know, it's. I think they probably mean it. You know, it's not... I know that sounds very cynical of me, but usually you can tell, can't you, when somebody's just going, oh, yeah, this is amazing. I can't wait to use this on my next record. But they actually seem genuinely excited about it. So I think maybe pioneer onto something. And... You know, once again, it's that kind of making the performance aspect of DJing, taking it away from the laptop, Rich, and, you know, kind of creating stuff on the fly. I think it's quite an exciting product. It's not cheap, but it looks like it's going to open a lot of doors for people, right? It looks like a tremendously creative piece of gear for people who like to work that way. And they are very clear about the fact that you can use it standalone or you can connect it to a big rig full of their other stuff and make it all work together seamlessly. And... uh I don't know their marketplace well enough to know how successful 
this I, I should expect this to be, but from a product creation viewpoint, it seems to be an incredibly successful uh, little environment, not unlike other environments by other companies who were addressing it to their user base. So I, I think this could be a very successful thing. I wonder why we're still transferring files using flash drives. I mean, this is a totally minor point as it relates to this product and not at all like a, a dig at them. But we're transferring. I'm, I can send, you know, 16 voices of, of Roly across Bluetooth. How come I still have to connect something that can break off in a socket to get my file from there to there? You know what I mean? That's kind of weird to me. I don't quite understand that. I think but, in this well, I I think I think in this instance Rich it's because you would take your USB stick with your set on it and plug it in and I suppose you know you, without having to take maybe your your laptop to transfer it over bluetooth or whatever I, it does have an ethernet port which I think is for maybe just the DJ Pro link Well no it's nice to, to have that but why do yeah. I have to use it in other words it, it just seems to me that all kinds of wireless technologies and cloud based technology exists so that you should be able to get to that pretty much from anywhere anyway yeah, yeah, that's a fair point. And and maybe, you know, maybe that's something that will be addressed. I mean, it's really I mean, what's really impressive is the way that Pioneer have come from nothing, what was it, 2 years ago, maybe not even that long, to suddenly having two kind of MPC DJ style products, one of which this one looks like a, a really kind of major iteration of it, and the uh the the DSI synth, I've forgotten what the name of it is now, the the mono AS. the mono synth, mm -hmm. AS1. You know, very quickly and and with what seems like I mean, I don't know how much, I haven't seen an awful lot of marketing behind it. So it's, it must be, there must be quite a lot of word of mouth going on here. So that, that must mean that, you know, well, some of, there's something really good about it. I know. And, I, and it's also good that, you know, the DJ side of things tends to push against our side of things as well. You know, the, the, the line's kind of blurred. And I like, you know, the, I'm, I can imagine that for people who maybe want to play live and don't want to take, I don't know, maybe they haven't got an NPC, but this might fit their workflow better. I know, Gaz, you sound like you want yeah. to come in. So I'll let you. Well, only. Yeah, I think, you know, like Pioneer in terms of the DJ market, you know, it's just oh, yeah. so... CDX, CDJ, isn't it? Yeah. CDJ totally. is so dominant. And um, so I think there's a bunch of interesting things about this. One one thing being that um, a lot of clubs just have like the Pioneer systems all installed. Uh, and therefore, I guess a lot of these places will get these and just put them in the rig. So the point about the, the USB stick, you know, is quite an interesting idea that, you know, you just turn up, put your set in and load it all in into across all of the devices. And um, isn't it interesting then the idea that, 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 that people who work in that genre, in that, in that sphere can essentially take their whole production rig live without actually having to take them yeah i mean it's not like because normally i mean like rich you mm -hmm. you have to hire you have to hire stuff don't you i mean you you know your a keyboard will be hired into your specification you know there or thereabouts but it still means that you don't have to travel with that kind of stuff i mean you're essentially doing the same thing but mm -hmm. at, a, at a different level you know turning up with your usb stick and plugging your set into that so i mean this makes sense for maybe the djs with the installations right Yes. Dave yeah. Spears. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Looks kind of cool. I, I quite fancy the look of this. I mean, it's a shame that the, the step sequence is only 16 beats, which is, you know, it, it does rather preempt, you know, uh, promote that one bar loop kind of thing, which I'm getting a little bit tired of. But, you know, 
I guess if you're just doing a basic beat and unmuting and muting and arranging on the fly, that's possibly enough. You're muted. Yeah, yeah sorry, drink. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's an odd one. Yeah, I can see that if I was in the market for something like this, then I may be tempted. It's interesting, actually. I, a friend of ours had a 50th. Uh, it was a girly 50th birthday party, and Andy decided that he'd been doing a bit of DJing at home and he thought, I'll tell you what, I'll just do it at this party and see how it goes. And he came outside at one point and I went, how's it going? I said, everyone seems to be having fun. He said, yeah, he said, but I made a mistake. He said, I started with um, Dancing Queen and where do you go from there with a bunch of 50-year-old <laughs> ladies? There's just nowhere to go, which kind of made me laugh. But I respect, I kind of respect everybody's, I'm going to play devil's advocate here, I respect everybody's right to an opinion on this. I just don't really care what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I see. It's interesting. I mean, uh, for those of you, you know, perhaps you, we do decry the the kind of, there's the, the meme of the talentless DJ who's just pushing buttons. But I have to say, I mean, I've occasionally at parties when, you know, it's gone on later than usual and maybe, you know, if it's like a, a birthday party and the hired <sighs> DJ or wedding has gone home and you go, oh, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll have a go. And I just cannot do it for the life of me. And I feel like, you know, I, I know I've got a reasonable sense of musicality, but I cannot DJ. I just ca I just cannot read what to do. <sighs> I come up with, oh, yeah, I could play this and then this and then nobody dances and you just think, oh, why not? Because I just don't I... know what I'm doing. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm a dreadful DJ. I'm like, a, I'm a prog DJ, you know. Um, I just thought it's like, <laughs> uh, ladies in the house. Oh, they've gone. National health and yeah. mashups. I've just thought of this really sort of really wrong idea. Wouldn't it be fun to take songs like Dancing Queen and just put extra beats in, just to just to throw the time signatures out, yes. just by adding them in. Just so when everyone starts to do it, you just throw them, just, <laughs> and then just do like a set of just, just like all the typical stuff, but just that really sounds difficult like, to dance that, that, to. Gaz, that sounds like a pork ticket DJ gig to me. <laughs> it does actually, yeah. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. It's sort of like the DJ's equivalent of the Portsmouth Symphonia. Yeah, yeah uh, that's yeah. funny actually. Got, uh, for those perhaps wondering what Pork Ticket is about, it's uh, Gaz's oh, project right. he's mentioned last time, which is, doesn't seem to have any online presence. Lots of people are saying, Where No, it doesn't. Pork I need to talk to Sebastian Goldfinch, my partner in crime. That's his real name, by the way, um, to, to, to get his permission to put it up online because it's, uh, yeah, well, we, we will. Pork Ticket will be online at some point because it's. Uh, Excellent. Yeah, uh, it's totally anyway, wrong. that's probably <laughs> enough of that. Uh, uh, but yeah, so DJ, uh, and I guess this must mean that there's going to be more products coming from Pioneer, you know, sort of blurring the lines a little bit. And and in many ways, you know, that we, we look back to things like the, uh, well, the the 808 the tb303 you know they were designed almost like home accompaniment for kind of gigging musicians not to have a bass player along they weren't designed to be kind of cutting edge music sounds so you know the, the idea that these kind of boundaries are being blurred you know hopefully they're coming up with things people just go i've got to get me one of those because you can use it for this and it means that i can do that and and that's the the thing that needs to happen at the moment so yeah i like, I think... I like the synergy of the two things you know if you put something like that, if I saw somebody like John Hopkins using that along with some traditional instruments, I would then start going, oh, this looks interesting because the kind of synergy of those two things to me is sort of semi-exciting. Well, you can see, you, you could see uh, like there could be a box, you know, a box that takes a clock in or a tempo control in and spits out DJ Pro link 
information that then drives that sampler and that's you know that this is a closed sort of system at the moment but as soon as you bring out it's like uh, Roland did didn't they they brought out that kind of format changer at about the same time as the MX1 mixer which was just sort of bringing in a clock and spitting out all sorts of different clocks and different stuff and it's that that kind of if they bring out something like that then it you can see that being another step because then you know okay i could link my modular up to this and then the samples i'm playing in there are in time all the time but the lfo then runs that whatever i mean that's the sort of thing that's mm-hmm. going to start broadening this all out into a, a bigger kind of picture i would think but yeah djs uh 1000 it should be out this month uh, i think i had a picture of it somewhere because i probably haven't shown an awful lot uh is right here let's see i'll shut that window down and uh close that uh is right here and that's what it looks like so it's a it's like a bigger version of the uh torize is it sp16 i think it was i can't remember what it was called uh a bit more kind of dj mixer sort of styly uh and it's uh it's quite expensive well, it seems expensive i don't know if it is expensive i mean you know why what is it expensive it's probably fair price really we're just used to everything being cheap oh it's got a seven inch touchscreen as well i didn't know that uh eleven six nine pounds so i'm guessing that's probably about twelve thirteen hundred bucks something like that so um where was i going? oh Can yeah I... this one. Oh yeah gaz i know all i was gonna say just on the just on costs of things uh you know sort of just going is that expensive is that the right price you know roland have brought out those recent those little drum pads recently just a single uh, spd ones they're called where they're just sort of single pads and like i think their uk price is 199 pounds each and i'm having like a bit of an argument with a friend of mine who thinks they're overpriced because he says well you know you spend a few hundred quid more and you can buy a, an spd 16 or something you know uh, sorry you know S, spd uh Oh, I can't remember. The SPD-SX, and I think that's got nine pads on. And Yeah, that's um, more like five or six hundred quid, though, isn't it? That's a bit more Five expensive. or six hundred quid. Yeah, but like the, the 200 quid for... No, it's just this thing about, like, difficult to to kind of work out is whether it something's... Is it expensive or not, you know? Because um, those SPD things, you know... These things. Yeah, yeah. And, like, you know, they're £199 each. Or there's one which lets you load a load of samples in, which is an extra 50 quid. Um, and I was thinking, oh, I think they're really good, you know, that you get one which is a kick drum, you know, it's just augment your kick. You know, and, like, compared to guitar pedals, okay, that's, like, they're, like, sort of, like, fairly premium guitar pedal prices. But, you know, for a guitar pedal, like like a, a like a decent quality fuzz or something, you know, and, it, and it's your kick drum, and you can do all your kind of kick, kick sounds off it it seems about the right price i think but just it was just that thing when you were saying that about like is it the you know yeah it's it's, it's hard to know isn't it because you get so many companies that you know are really hitting the rock bottom i don't do you think rich that we're do do you think we're being spoiled it's kind of like that kind of race to the bottom that we've had in food retailing and supermarkets you know where we expect to pay you know 99 cents for two chicken breasts or whatever it may be the equivalent but we don't that and then we suddenly go wait a minute this is really crummy quality we don't we shouldn't be eating this stuff or we shouldn't be buying this stuff i mean do you think we're just kind of it's an endless cycle that's something that will go on forever well i know software guys who would tell you that it is because like i say you've got one major company selling the entire warehouse at 29 dollars a plug-in stuff they were selling six months ago for 300 bucks so yeah. um and they're and they're not selling junk for $29 a plug in they're selling their regular stuff and they're not selling time limited licenses or anything. They're just selling the, the warehouse for $29 a plug in. And that's gotta be tough on a lot of small businesses 
Just the same way when, you know, the big market retailer moves into your town and sells hardware in a space that's like, you know, 29 million square meters big. And you got to take a taxi from one end of the thing to the other end of the thing. <laughs> you know, it's, and then your local hardware store can't, you know, can't sell a hammer anymore. because You can't afford to pay the rent anymore because nobody goes there because you can get everything at this other place. You know, it's the same kind of deal now where... And like I said earlier in the conversation about uh, the funding of native instruments, I think we've come to a point where on a corporate level, anybody who wants to put money into this business thinks that the existing marketplace of people who actually are older, skilled musicians, people who practice instruments, is more or less saturated with tons of product that will continue to be serviced by the people who are providing those products. And what they're interested in is addressing the entire world marketplace as a possible music-making community. And I honestly think that's the corporate focus in this business these days. Mm. Yeah, no, that's a very, very fair point. I think you're quite possibly correct there. I mean, I think it's difficult, isn't it? Because, I mean, when we're talking about synthesizers, you know, you just go, yeah, okay, so we've got the boutique, you know, or whatever the equivalent is, or the Behringer D, and it's like, well, this is silly money, very, very cheap. And then you've got your, your dread boxes or your uh, fuse box, uh, your analog solutions, who have to charge more because they haven't got the economy scale, they're hand-built stuff. But people who, who, who value it will know the difference. You can't... Can, can you do you can't really do that in software because it's it, there isn't a physical thing or, or you should be able to but somehow there's a barrier to that a barrier I to mean, what sorry to, to being able to charge kind of what it's worth if it's a software product as a hardware product you know if a, if a, a small software company puts a lot of work i mean you see it i guess you see it in stuff like uh, very specialist software tends to be more expensive because it's got a smaller possible market so you know that's where you buy it but it's harder to justify making something expensive in software uh yeah yeah to a degree uh particularly in the in light of things like the app store and stuff like that that kind of that was a bit of a game changer in the industry but conversely you know if you support something for a long time and you support it well i think in the same way like rich was saying about you know you get the big kind of multinational giant store move into the area people will still go to the local hardware store because actually they like the guy in there and he gives them good service and they get to hang out and they talk to things they talk about stuff and and actually that kind of i don't like that box shifting mentality but i do think there's another issue with all of this cheap 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 hardware and that is actually one of the things that i loved about software originally was this whole you know we have a planet with finite resources and it's like okay you've got service stations that gobble up uh, huge amounts of uh, raw, raw materials in order to fuel it as it were but uh that's changed over the last few years but i do think i would i'll tell you what i would absolutely love to see with hardware is like a kind of i would like to see a trail in the same way that you see with uh f farm produce where you go to the butchers and you know yeah exactly and i would love to see that if uh, you know particularly with the sort of smaller boutique hardware companies that actually they're not this stuff isn't made by kids being exploited in particular parts of the world i would love to see that but i can't see big companies signing up to that well i suppose the thing is is people tend to apply that to things that are more consumable that perishable that they would repeat by regularly regularly and think well i'm buying this every week if i just bought this one instead then i might make a difference whereas i might only buy i don't know five synthesizers in 20 years i mean as a guess i mean obviously not you dave but then uh 
then that then you know that choice is it, the 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 effect of that choice is perceived by the buyer as as less impactful i suppose maybe yeah, and pricing's you know pricing's just i don't know it's mad i mean i saw a simmons claptrap for sale the other day for like 999 pounds and i was thinking wow. who would ever and it was the digital one it wasn't the analog one which is you know eminently more collectible if you're in that scene but it was just like who, who would pay that? Who would pay that for that when you've got all this other stuff out there? Anyway, yeah. Yeah. I, I think it would be nice to see uh, to see things like Roland's um, System 8 making the plug out like an open platform where you could have third-party developers develop you know or just kind of yeah. reusing existing code and you know and selling well, it well then the hardware you know, gets reused so you don't have to buy new the hardware, hardware get, the yeah. hardware gets reused but you know it's not trying to do the thing that uh like the um what were the things called the racks called incept inceptors i can't remember the, uh, the, the uh, oh, receptor receptor receptors yeah so rather than trying to make this whole thing you just kind of have it just like actually you know in the plug out format roland could maybe have an app store where they sell it through their orbit you know like reason rack extensions but just but into hardware I mean, no one's doing anything like that but I, I that's what i'd like to see you know i think that really makes cool sense I, mean, I, I imagine the difficulty is is because these processes are so specific it's not like i'm a c plus plus coder or i can write java therefore i could do this yeah. it's kind of like no right. this is a super specific chip on here that you need a very specific set yeah. so if you might develop a great yeah. instrument you can't then go oh here's a boutique version or here's a plug-in version or here's a water version no, it's but like, maybe it's some something not specifically that though, yeah. for that reason you're absolutely spot on there but you know but maybe in the future something that is you know that ha that takes that kind of format and uh you know yeah well, um, it was Halloween yesterday, so uh, and Rich, you did send this one in, so I'm going to play a little bit of this. This is the ah, Outer Limits free sound pack. If you will. Brilliant. A place where standard Outer Limits from Sound Toys transformed into sonic mutations <laughs> and otherworldly soundscapes of terror. <laughs> <laughs> Step into Sound Toys Outer Limits Preset Expander for Effect Track and Sound Toys 5. 67 presets in three specialized volumes designed to twist, warp, distort, and create horrific new sounds from even the most cutesy and whimsical audio track. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's a great a great little promo video and that's uh, that's your mate uh, mitch thomas who i've not met in person but uh he does a lot of the sound toy stuff and this is uh this is for sound toys 5 which i don't have i should probably check it out because uh i've got the uh you you, it's a free set it. of presets no i don't have it i should probably get hold of it uh a oh free collection God. of 67 presets spacey sci-fi kind of stuff slightly related to the kind of halloween horror thing uh we often do a halloween thing but uh, i uh I, I when i was doing it i recalled that we probably told at great length what it's like making sounds for horror films but i just thought we'd throw this one anyway rich you uh i know you use sound toy stuff right i should start with a disclaimer i've been using it since before it was sound toys and i've been testing software for them for years and years and years and i really like these guys so that all having been said yeah i use it a lot 
and of I course. love it, and I don't, I wouldn't want to be without it. And uh, whether I was testing it or not, or whether I've known them for this long or not, I would, I wouldn't want to be without it. It's awesome stuff. Uh, they've got great interface, haven't they? Numbers. Yeah, they've got interfaces are great. The ability they, they do stuff that nothing else does, and they do other things that things other things do, but better. And uh, some things are fantastic. For example, they've got uh, some Mojo plugins that give you uh, 2B type textures and distortion type textures that are stunning. Um, Decapitator is one. Um, I'm just looking for Radiator that is another one. They're just they have fantastic stuff and. The uh, version five allows you to put them into effects racks and save them as, the as total racks full ah, of stuff. Yeah. And, hence, uh, hence the all right, hence the presets, mm, right? Mm, yeah, it. which uh, calls into into use, no doubt. I haven't looked at them yet, but I did pull them down. Mm. Calls into I've use all them. kinds of different plugins and different configurations in the rack that allow you to do like really, really cool and awesome things. The other thing yeah, to right. uh, uh, no, is that the guy who's uh, the, at the top of this company wrote almost all of the most profound algorithms in the Eventide H3000s and ah, Eventide okay. products that preceded that. So this comes down the lineage from the early Eventide processors that were sort of industry-defining. Right, okay, hence the, hence the legacy. Okay, cool. Gaz, you use sound toy stuff. Yeah. Right? I remember you saying something. Well, only you, you... fairly recently, Robbie Bronneman was uh, just going on at me all the time. You've got to get the sound toys. Uh, and then, you know, getting the sound toys five uh, bundle, there's often deals on um, to get the bundle. And that's what I, that's what I did. And, um, and the rack is just a masterful piece of design i have to be honest i think it's so good one of the best things about it is it's got like a, a feedback control at the beginning beginning of the rack where you can send some of whatever is leaving the end of the rack back in you know obviously potentially dangerous but um so i downloaded these yesterday and played some guitar through it and i swear i scared the pants off some of the sounds are just terrifying there's just like you know just do like a, as mitch says in that thing you know just like really inane stuff put it through there and it, honestly it, i just all this stuff started going on and i scared the i scared the pants off myself i'm just like going, oh um so really really creative brilliant um Sort of thing you need to create those textures and have them playing in the hall for when the trick or treat kids come. Oh, yeah. You open the door, just give a little puff of dry ice and have a backlight and open the door and say, Yes, can I help you? (laughs) Oh, God, yeah. But really great, though. And using the the, the rack, the whole rack format in a very, very cool way. So I highly recommend it from me. I think that's the rack there by the looks of things, but I'm I'm not familiar Uh, with Dave. Do you know their stuff, Dave? Yeah, yeah, use it. Use it. A uh, little micro shift thing, the, the widening thing. Uh, what's the other one? The little freak. And I was in a studio where somebody said, I'll go and abuse that little altar boy. And I thought, what are you talking about? <laughs> 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 but it's the sound size plugging. Yes. Uh, yes. Excellent. 
Um, right. So uh, I think it's about at the moment it's five nine nine. I don't know if it's got for the for the pack. So are you it, it, four nine nine. I think it is. Yeah, you can get the the, the thing for pl- uh, four nine. No dongle rep- required. So if you're looking for because I mean obviously lots of people do bundles, but I, I'm going to check some of their stuff out because I'm, I'm, what I'm trying to do with all the stuff that I do, I'm trying to limit it to only the onboard things that happen in whatever DAW it is. So like in Reaper, I did some tracks and all I used. I, I I I cheated. I well, I obviously apart from Valhalla Reverb, I used a Valhalla Reverb, but everything else was just Reaper native, nothing else. And I I try and do the same in uh, in anything I do. Just, and it's partly to do with transportability and oh, I want to edit this machine. Oh, I haven't got all of that stuff. But you know, and also just lack of choice, that whole kind of thing. But uh, that's the way. Just one one thing I'd like to say quickly on on that uh, bundle deal though is is quite often they will make some of their plugins available free and just for a very short period of time. And if you grab the free plugins, then you get offered a chance to upgrade to the sound toys, the full thing. And the free one counts as a, as a product that you own that brings down the, uh, interesting pricing strategy. Yeah. And that's what I, that's what I did. And it was really made it, you know, really much more affordable. So I thought that was pretty cool. Excellent. Well, folks. Additionally, uh, oh yeah, sorry, go, pardon Rich. Me, pardon me, Nick. Additionally, we're coming up to Thanksgiving and Christmas, and Thanksgiving includes Black Friday, which is the day after Thanksgiving, which is the biggest retail day in American oh. business. So, uh, expect people to be blowing out software—not sound toys in particular, but just pretty much everybody over the coming month, month and a half, because everybody's trying to like wrap up their fiscal year. Yeah, well, that's what we we often do, like a live blog of watch of deals, or just post anything that we can find, and so you know, mm-hmm. it just kind of creates a point. I think we'll probably do that. I'll stick something in the diary and uh, uh, see if we can find some people who want to contribute to that because it's quite easy. Just go, oh, I found this deal here, and we just paste it in, and it's uh, it's just a big list of stuff. Excuse me, stuff that you can buy cheaply. But yeah, thanks for that, Rich. That's a very valid point. Yeah. Um, I think we're probably done for today. Um, it feels like uh, a good point to end. I want to say thank you very much to everybody for joining us. Uh, I'm just going to remind you of the uh, Ozone competition. No, that's the Ozone competition there. Uh, if you want to enter and win a copy of Ozone 8 uh, provided by Isotope, uh, we need to tweet the hashtag expertmastering and the hashtag Ozone 8 to at Sonic State and at Isotope Inc. That's the hashtag expert mastering and the hashtag ozone eight at sonic state and at isotoping and then uh, you'll be entered for the next prize draw which will be next week uh tomorrow i'm going to be at we are robots which is at uh the the treatment of the brewery i, I don't know where it's actually in uh, london uh it's like a a three-day technology uh conference uh open to the public uh, or i think it's only a tenor to get in i'm speaking on a panel about the music the future of music production which is uh going to be fun so i'll be there tomorrow and filming a few things as well and of course uh what else have we got coming up uh i've completely oh yeah um, last week's show if you didn't get to see it uh that was uh robbie Puricelli uh showed us the uh fairlight series three that he had for restoration which i think is being passed on to a client now uh that's a great one as well well worth watching but in the meantime i want to say thank you very much to all my guests thank you very much rich for joining us i hope your jet lag doesn't kick in too hard this afternoon and you can get back to real life seamlessly like a pro you are i'm sure i'm not the least bit worried and if i do sleep it's all good <laughs> excellent that's a great attitude thank you very much rich lovely to see you thanks. uh also uh mr gaz williams thanks for joining us as well uh, pleasure to have you aboard as ever 
yeah thanks and uh just uh, if anyone's around tomorrow i think there's about 20 tickets left for our album launch in the cube uh, for astro deluxe it's a new album and it's available for pre-order now as well the lawn is astrodeluxe.com <laughs> excellent thank, thank you, you. Uh, see you later and also dave spears thank you very much for joining us as well it's been a pleasure having you thank aboard you. Uh, and you. Uh, you, you've already, did you plug? Have you got something else to plug? I can't remember what you said. Oh, I've got. Yeah. So don't forget about the bundle deal on the old rack extension Tron stuff, uh, which Propellerheads called Game of Trons, which made me oh, laugh. Very good. Uh, but also, actually, I'm going to pimp something else very quickly that actually isn't anything to do with us. Everybody knows we've got the uh, Optagon expansion pack, but um, P Hicks, who's the guy behind, who, who's really kept the Optagon alive as an instrument and done additional discs has just done a uh, an app, the iOptigan. And I haven't used it yet, but if he's been involved in it, I think it was probably bloody brilliant. Ah, yes, of course. I think we had a news item, iOptigan. Let me have a look. Uh, in fact, P. Hicks very kindly uh, sends me emails whenever he finds an issue with the site, which uh, sometimes I don't get until the morning. And uh, I'm glad that uh, I actually... he's Someone's looking at it. Let's have a look. I think I've got the iOptican here. Let's have a look. Uh, I've got a... Come on, get on with it. Right, here we go. I think this is... Is this it? iOptican. That looks like an Optigan. Yeah. Cha-cha-cha. 1972. Ah, oh, I love these grooves. Oh, here we go. Yes, so you can have an iOptigan sitting on the keyboard of your... Well, no, that's an M-Audio controller. But anyway, yeah, do check that out. And uh, P. Hicks is uh, most welcome to, um, to that plug because... Uh, we approve very much that. Anyway, chaps, uh, thank you very much for joining us. It's been a pleasure as ever. Uh, stay tuned uh, to sonicstate.com. We've got a lot more stuff coming up soon. I, like I say, I've got the uh, fuse box from Analog Solutions. I've got all these boutiques, of some of which, a selection of which I may well review. Not all of them, but uh, I'm definitely going to have a look at the SH01 and possibly the DO5 uh, if I get the time. There's a lot of stuff coming in. And I've got, I'm getting a Lyra 8 coming uh, in for review, which I'm really excited about as well. So, uh, Hooray! Woo! That's something I haven't been excited like that excited for a review for ages. Anyway, that's it for this week. Thank you very much for watching. We'll see you all next time. Uh, that's it for Sonic Talk. Don't forget to subscribe. See you later. <laughs>